Listen, man. I'm tired of you motherfuckers slamming these goddamn dominoes every motherfucking Saturday morning at 7 o'clock in the fucking morning. Now either stop slamming the motherfucking dominoes or grab your shit and let's motherfucking go. Control, this is Agent Olgren. I need to request to open up cell 311. Free me podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Free Me TV, man. What's going on? What y'all doing? What y'all got going on, man? So, listen, in today's episode, first and foremost, I want to give many blessings to all my subscribers, all my members, all my peeps, man. Much love. Uh, I love you guys for um, just supporting me and being there and my true friends that are, are helping me. Um, just get through these these times that I'm going through. So uh, many blessings to, to you. Many blessings to everybody of the world. Um, I hope that people are safe and sound. And if you're not, many blessings. Um, God's prayers, you know. So the scenario that I just gave you um, happened one day, right? And I want to discuss this because... These are some of the traumatic effects that happen in prison, and I really want it to be thoroughly understood how that can affect somebody's psyche um, that day moving forward and continue with them when we're released and come home. So in that instance, this was uh, an old guy, you know, maybe uh, 50s, 60s, and yeah, we were just... uh, this was a white guy, and he um, one morning just flipped out. He came out of his cell, and uh, he he had his his piece, right? It's a different piece than this. This is what you would call a poker, right? Just a screwdriver wrapped up, but um, that's all it takes, you know. You get hit thirty, forty times with this, it's going to um, it's going to leave an impression. Now, this isn't a bone crusher. This isn't something that could necessarily kill you, right? Now, if you hit it in the right spot, of course. But this is this can leave you in a colostomy bag. Um, and that's the main thing. When you have something like this, it's hitting in key locations, right? In, in the rectum, in the groin, the gut, the throat, you know, under the arm, the rib cage, things of that nature. So... He, he walked up, slammed his, his junk down on the table, right, that they were playing dominoes on, and, and told them, I'm sick of you motherfuckers slamming these goddamn dominoes on the table at 7.30 in the morning every Saturday. And, and he had enough. He told the guys, you know, either stop slamming the dominoes or grab your shit and let's go because I'm tired of it. And nobody did anything in that moment, you know, because they, they wrote him off as crazy and, and, and such. Now, this man sat next to me as we watch TV. We have certain spots, right? We have certain spots. Now, I was aware of this altercation because, again, it's a white guy in the unit. And so all the white guys are made aware of this. Um, we've had several altercations with other races concerning this one individual to where 
one day I walk out of my cell and I got 30 black dudes standing suited up. And you could tell when people are suited up because when you're in the dorm, you're not in your uniforms, you're not wearing jackets, you know, you're wearing t-shirts, you're wearing sweatpants, you're in relaxed. So when you see people in jackets, boots, that's what you call suited up. So you only get suited up for one reason. So when I walk out of the room and I got these dudes standing out there all suited up, you know, and I'm like, you know, what's what's going on? So they're like, you know, Tommy, we ain't got no beef with you, but we got beef with this other dude. And you need to handle that because this dude is saying a lot of fly shit and he's just aggravating the dorm. And that's the thing is that even though that we have multiple races within each dorm, it's all still understood that this is a housing block and we all live in the same housing block. So we all try to communicate and get along within the block. And and for most parts, we do. But when we have an individual that is upsetting that block, right, then it's up to us or that individual car to check that dude. So we checked him several times. Um, We talked to him. We told him that if it happened again, he was going to have to run him up top. And um, and we just let it go on too long, you know, because he's an older guy and he's just he was just ignorant and and uh, uncontrollable. And we let it go on too long. And, and then this occurred. Right. And and from that point. It was out of our hands because we had the opportunity to correct it. We didn't. Right. So when this line was drawn, you know, it was it was out of our hands. Um. So on this particular day, I had no idea what was going to occur. It was uh, it was a Thursday evening after count, and we had a real relaxed officer, right? A lot of things go on when real relaxed officers come in. They just come in, sit at their desk, close their door, and just leave the unit to, to what happens. So on this particular day, right, I'm sitting down. I'm watching TV, just like this here. And next thing I knew, the gentleman that was next to me that created all the ruckus, I felt him fly up against me. So when I look, I noticed that he had been stabbed. And there was a dude, right, that was at the domino table earlier that week, that Saturday morning. He had came and hit him, poked him several times as he was pushing him out of the chair. So he made it look like he had just pushed the dude out of the chair, like they were fighting. But in reality, what ended up happening was when he pushed him, he poked him up under the arm, right? Here in the neck, here up under the arm, as he pushed him into me. Now, again, these are instances where, you know, it's, you have to become numb. Like, you have to be numb instantly. You can't think that this man just got stabbed next to you, right? It's, you just get up. So, you know, I got up, I grabbed my chair, I went to my cell, I grabbed ice, you know, I grabbed my bucket because you know you're going to get locked down, right? So anytime that you know you're going to get locked down, key essentials. You run, you try to get toilet paper, you try to get, you go to the store man and get candy bars, chips, whatever the store man's got, and then you go get ice. Ice is the first thing you go get, right? You, you empty out your trash can, you run to the ice machine, fill it up, 
and then go get all the other shit before the officers come in and call lockdown. So that's what I did. I just grabbed my chair. I got up and I, I went to prepare for lockdown without even thinking about this man that was bleeding all over the place, all over the floor, convulsing, shaking, and 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 to me it appeared unconscious. You know, he appeared unconscious at that moment. So these are some of the instances that happen, right? And you have to be numb to it. I can't jump up and scream. I can't react. I can't I can't give any signs that show that I disagree with what happened or uh, you know, that I have the potential to tell what happened or anything of that nature. I just have to do the convict thing, which is get up, grab my chair, go prepare for lockdown. So these are normal events that occur that we have to numb our sensitivities to. And it's, it's difficult to unnumb them, if you understand what I'm saying. So now that when, when, we, when we come home and we're in a relationship or we're around people and we seem to be unempathetic towards emotions or feelings, you know, us being sociopathic or, uh, you know, psychopathic. And, you know, I'm not a doctor. I don't know, again, how that would work out. It's, it's just, that's, those are the deals. Does that make me a sociopath because I, I, I've, I've learned how to numb my, my sensitivities towards certain things, right, that, that don't directly involve me or, or my area, you know? Um, and in, in, in instances, again, we write that off as, like, we warned the dude. This is what he got. He had this coming. He, he this is, was his fault. Um, we tried warning him, we tried threatening him, and he didn't adhere to any of our, our advice. And this is what happened. So I guess in, in that numbing process, in that, in that traumatic process that we're trying to work through in our minds, we, we rationalize it in that form like that. This was entirely his fault. He brought this onto himself. But it's it's these occurrences. It's the occurrence that you're in a cell with somebody, right? And and this is your cellmate. And you've been cellmates for a year, two years. And when you're in a cell with somebody, when you're a cellmate with somebody, and you know, you're living practically in a in a bathroom, you know, just a normal sized bathroom with somebody. You get to know a lot about that person, if not everything, about each other. So your cellmate becomes your, your confidant in a way. And um, he helps you bid, right? He helps your, your days go by. He gives you a confidant to confide, you know, uh, things in that happen through the day. So you can maybe process some of the trauma that, that you've occurred in that day alone. Um, there's multiple reasons that you and a cellmate become essentially like twin twin brothers and then one day you just get up you go to breakfast you go out the wreck and your cellmate um gets caught with dope 
gets into a fight, cusses out a CO, you know, uh, gets into an altercation that results in him being killed, anything of that nature. And, and you come back from wherever it is that you were and you learn to this news that your cellmate is, is gone. You, you come back, you find out that your cell's been tossed, his stuff's been packed out, half of your stuff's been packed out with his stuff, and that's it. Right? You never see this dude again. You don't know if he's alive, dead, what happened. And again, this is another traumatic process that we have to go through because within several hours, you're going to have another celly thrust into your cell. And somebody that, again, you have to go through this whole process of learning to trust. Is he a thief? Is he a child molester? You just got to go through all of this process all over again. Right? Again, these are some more of the traumatic events that we have to deal with. We have to learn to cope with and we have to understand so that when we come home and these people are labeling us as psychopaths, sociopaths, you know, uh, uh, radical narcissists and, and, and all of these, these labels that people like to give us, right? It's because they don't understand the daily traumatic events that we go through every day. And not only do we go through them, but we're unable to process them. We can't show emotion. I can't cry for that dude that got stabbed, right? Like, I mean, come on. Am I going to be in there? Oh, my God. I can't believe he got stabbed. It's, it's the most horrible thing I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen. You just can't do that, right? There's nobody to talk to about it. There's nothing. There's no way to process it. You just have to set it and forget it rationalize it the best way that you can and then keep it pushing because more trauma is going to occur the next day so i wanted to make this episode i'm going to start making um you know i'm going to start making some videos on some tales because i know you guys like all that blood and gore and exciting shit and um but this is reality these are some of the realities of prison so i'm going to uh label these prison tales i'm going to try my best to to start a series on that and keep that going. Um, so those episodes will be for my members only. Um, this one here is for everybody. Uh, so I, I am going to have a specific line for my members only, which will be the prison tales, which I'll bring individuals on that have been in some of the toughest prisons, um, and talk about this stuff. The reason why it's for my members only is because this is personal stuff. You know, you can go to any one of these other convict shows and listen to these guys get up here and, and brag and boast about how bad they were and all that. That's This isn't what this is about, right? I'm going to be bringing individuals that I know personally have put in serious work and have done work and have been traumatized by it. And, and I'm going to be bringing these individuals to explain how that trauma has affected their life. So it's not about bragging or boasting. Um, it's not about gore. It's not about men getting raped in prison. It's not about none of that stuff for likes and subscribes so I can go buy a shiny car and some nice clothes and not even put any of the money that I'm capitalizing off into or back into the system that I'm capitalizing off. So Free Me TV is not going to do that. I'm for the inmates. I'm for the convicts. Um, I'm doing this for them to give them a word and to to um the change stigma right that's that's what the free me tv is about the change stigma on addiction homelessness 
um, incarceration, uh, rehabilitation, politicians, all of these things, right? Um, and just bring you the truth as I know it, as I've, as, as I've experienced it, lived through it, and, um, and just be bringing individuals on that is going to discuss the same manner. So that's what that is, man. So, uh, stay tuned. I'll be bringing more. Um, I appreciate the love and support. You guys, um, have really been uh, a key asset to, to helping me get through these ordeals that I'm going through as well, because I'm, I'm on, it's not that I'm unscathed from any of the traumas that, that have occurred. You know, I'm dealing with them. It's affecting my life. It's affecting other people's lives. I'm hurting people still, um, because of my, my trauma and my actions, my quote unquote, you know, survival mode that I'm, I'm constantly in. Um, my anxiety is still very high. Uh, I'm very quick to be tempered. I'm very quick to become irritable. Um, and these are just issues. These are issues that I deal with because of the experiences that that I've gone through and still have to process because I've never had that the time or the capability to do that. So that's what Free Me TV is about. That's what Thomas Free Me is about. And anybody that I bring on to the show is more than welcome to to express their their thoughts and opinions as far as the traumas in their life and what they've gone through. So that's it for me, man. Short and sweet. I love y'all, man. Peace. Stay safe. Stay blessed. And I'm out.